Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. Today, we're here with Catherine Canty, which has been the easiest name for me to pronounce over the past few episodes, so I'm very grateful to her for that. But on top of that, Catherine is here to talk to us about really generating leadership skills in our lives to help us close more deals, generate more sales. I mean, this lady knows what she's talking about when it comes down to actually coaching people in an effective way so they get a real tangible result at the end of her coaching. So Catherine, I'm excited to have you here. Can you say what's up to everybody and then we'll hop in. Thank you, Josh, for having me. I'm so excited. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to have you here. So Catherine, I want to kind of kick this interview off um, with something we talked about in the pre-interview here, which was your three-step method. And I really like this because it was very succinct and it was very different. So could you walk us through that three-step method? Yeah. So um, first, let's look at the keyboard. And to the left and to the right of the space bar is a little button called an ALT, an alt key. And uh, for many of us, we're trapped in meetings and we're like, oh, my God, how am I going to get out of this? And so simply enough, look at your keyboard. You've got a little button down there. There's usually two of them. And it's the ALT. ALT stands for ask, listen, and thank. And whenever I feel like I'm stuck in a conversation, I'm stuck in a career, I'm stuck in a relationship, whatever it may be, I know that if I can pause and take a moment and ask someone a future-focused question, like Josh, you know, what can I do better next time on my podcast interview? Give me one or two things. And then I listen to what Josh has to say. So I've asked, and now I'm listening, A-L, and um, I, I jot stuff down. And I don't tell, tell you, Josh, that, that was the dumbest idea I've ever heard, or I've already tried that and it'll never work. You don't want to judge. You just want to listen. And uh, the third or fourth idea actually might be something that is tangible and is easy to implement. The third part of the ALT is thank. And so at the end of that, Josh, I just want to say thank you and authentically just say I appreciate um, you sharing that information. I'm not going to promise anything. I'm not going to commit to anything. Um, I'm going to actually take this information that you gave me and I'm going to go back and think about it, respond, change if I feel like it. And the true gold in this whole process is going back to you, Josh, and saying, hey, Josh, I tried one or two things that you suggested. This is what happened. This is what worked. And I'm going to do this XYZ going forward. And uh, it's getting buy-in from your stakeholders. And you are now becoming in control of your career and your recognition um, in, in your life. So it's pretty fun. See, and that, what a beautiful framework. Thank you for that, first off. I mean, I love that, uh, how simple it is. And you think about all the different use cases for that. And, and a lot of people try to overcomplicate these things, right? I was reading an article just the other day about um, how to have a better conversation with people, how to increase the quality of the conversation. And they had like 20 steps or 20 different things you can do. And I'm like, people, nobody's going to remember that, right? <laughs> Tell me three simple things. And that, I mean, how cool is that? Ask, listen, and thank them. So I want to ask you this, though, um, Catherine, with um, when it comes to selling in general, right, this is kind of uh, probably one of the most popular use cases for this. So could you kind of walk us through how to leverage that within sales? That's a great question. So we could totally apply this. Um, I know you've had past customers that have talked about the CX and the customer experience. 
And um, I've been in a lot of non-traditional um, banking roles where I needed to go out and actually map the customer journey. And that's not a typical, you know, VP job is, is going out and asking the customer, when did you first hear about us? And what triggered your, your reason to reach out to us? And what are your pain points? And how, how do we help solve them? So um, a lot of going out there and developing business is... I hate to break it down, but I mean, it, it's crawl, walk, and then run, you know, we got to um, know trust and, and, and build these relationships with people. So um, using this, the simple asking process and just listening to what the true struggling points are. And again, I think in sales, it's so important. Let's not commit to anything because we don't know what operations can support in the back room. And um, I've made that mistake too many times in corporate America where, you know, you get excited, you're in front of the customer, you're trying to meet your quota and everything's just going great. And they're agreeing to everything. Usually when they agree to everything, that's not, not good. So um, I turned out that that turned out to be a really bad prospect when they agree to everything. So, you know, you need a little bit of constructive criticism in there and, and just listen to what their problems are and don't commit to anything. Just thank them for their time, agree to come back and, um, and provide some solutions and make sure you talk to your other counterparts that are in the support roles, because you can make or break these relationships that are then going to impact your career for the rest of your life. If you can't build, you know, relationships across the company in all the different areas from, you know, support roles to procurement and legal and HR and all these different partners that you need to have to come to the table. Um, it's, it's just going to be a long, painful career that you're going to have ahead of you. So um, using the ask, listen, thank with the customer and then, you know, don't make any promises. Just agree that you'll follow back up and do follow up. Take it back into the operations center and figure out what really is doable and see if it is a profitable solution before we go and give everything away for free and, and don't make any money. So, yeah, I think I think that's a great point, Josh. You can use it pretty much in the business development world as well. And I, I love that because it's it's really the the crux of a great conversation. You know, as podcasters, we have to learn this a lot, you know, is how how do you get somebody to answer a question genuinely and authentically? in a way that they're actually providing real value. And, and people, I think people overthink it because it's really your method. Just ask a future-based question or a, a question that sparks your own curiosity. Other people are bound to be curious about it. So I, I love that methodology. Now, I wanna ask you this, Catherine, because, and you maybe weren't uh, thinking this was what the interview was going to be about, but uh, in the pre-interview, we talked about for us, for our company, We've been struggling to find a good salesperson for our existing company and for a company we're interested in, in acquiring. Um, so I, I want your genuine advice on this. Uh, what do you think has been the problem with us? I know we talked about, I feel like it's been me, has been 90% of the problem. Um, but how would you help us to remedy that, that problem? You know, where we just can't find a sales guy. I'm pretty much the bottleneck of the company. <laughs> I think... Um... When you, so I think when you acknowledge the fact that, you know, maybe there could be some things that I could work on and maybe if I'm the consistent piece in this, every single person we hire, and um, if I'm the consistent piece and I still feel like this isn't clicking, then God forbid, I look in the mirror, maybe I make a few suggestions on what I can do. Um, so yeah, I think just acknowledging that is huge. And then I don't know how many different people you have on your team, but I think having the courage and the humility um, and, and the discipline to come in every day and, and kind of admit the fact that, hey, 
you know, I realized that maybe I might have not been the most supportive person in the past. What are one or two things I could do to support this new future role? And um, looking at that um, is, is one aspect of it. And let's say you've got three people on your team and maybe the fourth is your new hire. Um, and maybe you don't fully commit to the new hire. Maybe you just do a six month temporary hire and let's just explore this and lean on that new hire to document each month. What are they learning from you? This is something that I do a lot with my coaching folks is, you know, they're growing within the organization, but they can't keep up with all this knowledge that they're passing down because these companies are growing so fast. And when you're bringing in new people, they are just learning so much information. That's really just, you already know all this stuff. So we lean on these newer people to document and just put in a couple of procedures a day, not a big deal, but let's just start looking in, at, at these processes that this person is working on and where's their time going and is it the most effective? And um, if that can help speed up your next hire, because you've documented some pretty good baselines in the beginning for these new hires, and maybe some of it's consistent and you can just cut and paste and use it for your next hire that may not be the, the sales position. Um, so I think, you know, in, in listing your stakeholders, if you've got three or four people asking them, what can I do in the coming month to support this new position? Listen to what they have to say, because these people that work close with you, they know you better than, than anybody else. And they're probably going to confirm what you already know. And, um, and, you know, don't commit to anything, but just see what you can execute. And then the, um, the second thing is, is maybe just do a temporary hire and just say, Hey, we're going to try a six month no commitment. And these are the three things that I really want done in the next six months. And if you can do these three things, let's, let's talk for another six months after that. And um, I'd almost challenge that person and say, these are the three things most important to me. Do you think they need to be adjusted or tweaked and put the ball in their court? They may have a bigger dream than you do. And they may already have a connection that can take you in a whole different field that's going to be way more profitable for you. And you've just brought these two brilliant brains together, yours and your new hire. And man, you could just totally compound what, what you're doing. So, um, you know, future focus questions, enrolling your stakeholders, a temporary hire and engage with them to, um, to be able to document these processes that they're learning from you. So it takes the heat off of you and then challenge them to think about what can they commit to for the first six months. Wow. And I love that because you're basically getting the entire team around each new hire, each new position. I mean, for a while there, we had like 27 different contractors doing work for us and everything. And um, we counted them as employees for a while. We really have a core team of seven people. Um, and that, that group of seven people were very tight knit. Some of them are family members. Some of them or all of them have become friends. Right. And so it's, it's almost awkward to bring new people into that because they're not used to the dynamic as well. Um, and what's interesting is in our, in our specific company, we have a very kind of laid back culture. Um, mm -hmm. we're, we're not here to work 80 hour weeks, right? That's not our, the goal of our company. Um, I want our people to be able to just take off whenever they want to. Um, we don't punch clocks or anything. So, so when you, when you look at that, um, and you look at the way a lot of salesmen have been trained is they are the exact opposite. And I've wondered if maybe our culture is kind of counterintuitive to bringing in a new salesperson because of that. Does that make sense? Yes. And I also think that you, you set the tone and you're setting 
what you want them to see and your consistency is going to be really important. And they may need to receive recognition in different ways that they're not used to. They may be trained for recognition based off of commissions. And if commissions aren't your number one, your culture's number one, which I think the future of business is going to be about this culture and people that want to come into work and stay coming to work. And that's where you're going to make your money really is, is being able to retain this talent. And when it's not just about money, but it's about helping people and not just helping your employees, but helping your clients. I think in the end, it's, it's going to blossom into something even bigger than, than just hiring a salesperson with a sales quota. So that culture hire and that training and support consistency is, is going to continue to be important. I love that. Well, and, and uh, what are some of the qualities that you look for when, when you're hiring? I mean, you've worked with so many different salespeople and leaders throughout multiple different industries. So what do you, what are the traits that you find common among great B2B salespeople? You know, they have this art of conversation. It's, it's easy and it's flowing. And um, of course, I love to check references and, and see if their online consistency is the same as what's on the paper, the same that I hear when I speak with other people. Um, there's a, an intuition piece of it where you just kind of have to trust your gut and, you know, we've got social media and, and emails and Slack and everything that's like clicking 24 seven, but we've got to turn the devices off and just go with what our gut's telling us. So, um, I think we probably underestimate that gut reaction saying, yeah, this is a good fit or no, it's not. And, um, you know, when, when you hire these, these salespeople, um, you gotta, you've got to make sure that they're, they're just that culture fit that you're looking for. And um, you've got to take a chance, but I also think you've got to put um, the, the end, the, the timeline, the time frame in, in place and just know that, hey, if we can't get these three goals done within the next six months, I mean, I love you, but you've already got your breakup scheduled and everybody already knows that the diff- difficult conversations coming. And um, I think in today's gig economy, this is just an easy way for you to tap into some experience and have no hard feelings. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, that's totally fine too. And uh, maybe it did, turns out better than what you ever imagined. So, um, but just going back to that, that gut and intuition, I think that's something that sometimes we second guess and we just need to get back to it. Right. And, and trusting people more, <laughs> but I, I, I love that you're saying, Hey, we've got the breakup already planned. Right. And that's, that takes a lot of the stress away. I even know with other things that we've done, you know, is like, Hey, here's the three criteria we want met. And if we don't reach that, then we don't even have to have a conversation. It's over. Right. We know right. the goals weren't met. You've and, got accountability. Right. And, and that's where it makes it very, very simple. So I want to ask you this, Catherine, you know, we are coming up close to the end of the interview here, but um, what's kind of got you excited right now? What has you, especially in business, what's got you excited? That's a great question. Um, I have uh, been able to work with some really talented people over the past couple of years. And the folks that I've worked with have really stepped up and shown courage and humility and discipline in their own careers. And they are owning their own career and they're owning their own recognition. And they have all been able to measure or create measurable success as seen by their stakeholders. So it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what they think, but all that matters truly are the people around you that work with you. And 100% of these folks have worked so hard 
to uh, create effective, measurable results around their stakeholders. And, uh, and they're being recognized for the hard work that they're putting in. And that's helping them with their careers. It's helping them with their teams. And uh, it's just creating stronger relationships and stronger communications um, across, across these relationships. So I'm super excited for the folks that I've worked with. Um, if, you know, if there's ever more opportunities to just keep, keep promoting and supporting and helping these, these folks out there. That's what I want to do. And I've had a countless number of people that have helped me over the years. And this is just my way of one way of being able to give back. I love that. How cool is that? I mean, it's, it's fun to see that your clients become almost like your, your kids or your best friends, you know, because you genuinely care about their, their success. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to get into Catherine's world, everybody. I mean, if, if you look at social media and everything, she's got a great presence. She's got her website, everything. You can absolutely connect with her in all those places. But Catherine, how, how should people enter your world? My website is definitely the easiest. And I think uh, working with people, if you can keep it easy, that's that's the name of the game. So uh, CatherineCanty.com is my website. And I have free resources out there. So if you ever want to take a look at other podcasts that I've been on, um, free resources as far as, you know, if you ever wondered what the difference is between a mentor and a sponsor, I think we totally underestimate the uh, the emphasis on sponsors. We need these for our careers and our communities. And uh, there's other kind of uh, resources out there, white papers on how we help close the broadband gap and things like that. So um, my website, and then you can go under free resources if you want to check out more information. And um, LinkedIn, it's my name is out there as well. And that also connects you back to my website. Love that. So make sure you go check that out. So it's katherinecanty.com. Um, that will be linked here in the description as well. But I mean, as you saw in this episode, I mean, she's obviously very, very good at training people. I mean, I've already, I've already got a page full of notes here on, on what we need to be doing as far as our next step with salespeople. So I do want to thank you, Catherine, so much for, for coaching me today and, and letting everybody else listen in on that. Uh, but I do have one final question for you. Okay. So if you could give one final parting piece of guidance to our audience, what would that be? Never stop learning. Just keep dialing into podcasts, keep listening to books. Um, Never stop learning. The answers are out there, all of them. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows, and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.